gentlemen, we are live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of, I shouldn't even call it the Tim King Show. It's the AEW Dynamite Review, brought to you by the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And usually if I was going to stay here and do TK things, I'd talk for a minute. But I'm not going to do that. We're going to talk AEW Dynamite tonight. And hey, as usual, I'm not alone. I got a very special guest I'm about to bring on. I'm about to bring on my tag team partner to throw your two sweets up, throw your ones up for my boy, Justin, from the In Time Wrestling Podcast. Boom! Yeah, what brother. is going on, my dude? Going, just living life, brother. This is, I'm ready for this. Ready Hell for this. Yeah. It's happy to be back. You know that. I'm pumped that you're here, dude. I'm so happy to see your face, man. We're ready to roll. Dynamite was a fire, fire ass show tonight. We got a broadcast. We really got someone in the chat. Broadcast. Other ones up to broadcast. Huge announcement. Huge universal announcement. Broadcast on April 23rd. Go to the Twitter page. They're talking about it. Go mm. check it out. Justin in the house for sure. Streets, my boy. Great job with your solo show this week. Fucking awesome job talking fantasy baseball and road slippers right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And that's it. Some quick housekeeping before we get into Dynamite tonight. If you're watching right now, please like this video, like other videos, hit that subscribe button to this channel. Subscribe to the Bloodline Entertainment Network and go back and check out all those great shows. Hit that like button in the website. Please go and check out the website, bloodlinenetwork.com, for all your sports, wrestling, and entertainment needs. All of our podcasts are on there as well. All of our audio podcasts are on there, video podcasts. The entertainment content's hot. Our guy, Dave Prince, just dropped four articles. Only one of them is up. I got the other three coming. I'm releasing them shortly. But they're so cool. They're like comparison articles. Comparison Tom Hanks versus Tom Cruise. The four Chris's, like Chris Pine, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. I don't even know the other one, but these entertainment articles, you know, ain't necessarily for me, but they're for the movie folk out there. So go on bloodlinenetwork.com. We have such great stuff on there. TK's power rankings, AEW power rankings be updated next week. So check out bloodlinenetwork.com. Justin, overall take on Dynamite tonight. What are your thoughts before I run it down? I would say it was solid. Like it wasn't like to me, mind blowing. It's kind of like, kind of some hit or miss like kind of some let down shit to kick off like the show like that was that announcement that we weren't getting a fatal four-way we've been pushing fatal four-way the whole time how much sense does that make fatal four-way the four pillars why is this not a thing now we're doing basically a one-on-one hopefully the ending of what happened at the end of the show is going to lead more towards a fatal four way where it's just going to be like what MJF said is null and void. We're going all out like full on with fatal four way. Yeah. Hopefully Tony comes out or someone announces, no, 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 you have absolutely no power. And I agree with you. And we will talk about that for sure. I'm going to Justin, just give me a couple minutes. All right. I'm going to, it might be a little long winded. I'm going to run down the show really quick. And then what we're going to do is topic battle royal about whatever we want to talk about until about 10 o'clock and uh, we're rolling out of here. So first and foremost, Pittsburgh, Britsburg was loud tonight. Great, great crowd out in Britsburg. So the show started. Jack Perry came to the ring. Sammy Guevara followed. Darby followed him. 
Darby spoke first. He basically told Sammy that he needs to leave JAS to get over. Him and Sting are equals. Sammy and Jericho are not. And I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, he goes on to tell Jack Perry. Um, he asks him, or whatever the fuck your name is. He doesn't know if it's Jack Perry. doesn't know if his name is Jungle Boy. He even goes on to say that Jungle Boy had the easiest route because Jungle Boy was a California guy and had it in with those guys. I had no idea. Um, I don't know if you knew that or not. But um, mm-hmm. that, that was cool that Darby threw that out there. Um, Jack Jack grabbed the mic and said, Darby's antisocial and friendly and rude. Like, really, who gives a shit about that? He said kids would be disappointed in him. Like, that's his big, like, dang, whatever. Um, he calls Sammy a dirtbag, says he, he respects Sammy a little bit more than Darby and MJF because we're what, what Sammy did to get where he is. And he puts his body on the line and everything. But at the end of the day, he still thinks he's a dirtbag. Sammy cut his side of the promo. Um, he went on to say Jack is just like MJF. He was handpicked to be there. He's the golden child. They were the golden children of AW. They mm. they wrestled at the first double or nothing. Darby didn't wrestle. Sammy didn't wrestle. Or Sammy was on the pre-show. Darby didn't wrestle. He said, how about we go back and look at this last pay-per-view? Who was on the show? MJF was in the title match. Jack was on the show. Where was Sammy? Where was Darby? They were watching. So I thought this was a really good promo. Not so much about Jungle Boy. But I thought Darby Allen and I thought that Sammy Guevara shined. MJF did come out then, and he announced that they're going to have a Pillars tournament where the winner will get MJF a double or nothing, what Justin was just alluding to. Very, very stupid. So Darby Allen got a bye. He had his name drawn out of a hat by MJF, much to the chagrin of MJF. Sammy Guevara versus Jack Perry was the main event. Talk about that shortly. Winner goes on to face Darby next week. Darby versus MJF, or the winner of the Darby match, at double or nothing. Ah, I don't like that at all. You had DMD and uh, Jamie Hayter take on Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. It was a really fun match. I really like the tandem teamwork from DMD and Hayter. DMD and Hayter end up getting the win. And this is what I said. This is what I wrote down. I said, uh, DMD kicked out after getting hit with the women's championship. Justin's starting to get mad. Panama Sunrise from Brett curbs down for two. Justin's starting to get angrier. Now a lockjaw and Ruby taps. Justin is fucking furious right now. Justin is fucking furious because Ruby, or because Britt just got her ass beat and then just out of nowhere, lockjaw fucking a Ruby's tapping. After Britt has beat Ruby after how many times? After how many times? After how many times? I'm like, Justin is fucking flaming right now. We get uh, Wardlow and Arn Anderson segment, which was the most random shit in the world. Double A says, totally might have taught Wardlow how to play chess or checkers, but Double A is going to teach Wardlow how to play chess. I thought that that was going to set up for a double-A heel turn on Wardlow. We'll see what happens. The Elite come out and speak. Kenny talks first. Brian gets on the Titan Tron or the screen. The Elite or the BCC attack the Elite from behind. It goes back and forth for a little bit. Really cool thing here. Don Callis came out with a chair. The BCC laughing. I'm like, Brian's like, what the fuck are you going to do? Runs back. Brings Takeshita to the ring. Takeshita. Finally, Kenny Omega brought him over. Don Callis has been recruiting him. Takeshita comes out, clears the ring of the BCC. Double clotheslines mocks over with Kenny. At the end of the day, Callis is smiling, raising the hands of all of his guys. He's got the Young Bucks hands raised. He's got Kenny's hand raised. He's got Takeshita's hand raised. And we're going to see where this goes from here. I don't know if Takeshita's going to be their fourth guy. I don't know if it's going to be Hangman. I don't know if we're going to get a fifth guy. That'll be very, very interesting to see. Then, in the middle of the show, such a stupid, awkward spot for the TNT Championship. Why this isn't the main event blows my mind. I get you're building the world title story. But still, this is a huge deal. Should have been a huge deal. Powerhouse Hobbs defending against Wardlow. Fuck. 
Arn Anderson came out with Wardlow. It was a meat fight. The majority of the fucking meat fight was in picture in picture, though, which really fucking pissed me off, dude. We came back from picture in picture. We got a little bit more of a meat fight. Eventually, it was cool. Double A pulled his Glock out on QT, nailed QT with a DDT, which eventually spurned Wardlow into hitting a powerbomb on Hobbs, another powerbomb on Hobbs, stacked him up and hit him with a third for the one, two, three. This is going to be the first thing we talk about because I'm going first on top of Battle Royal and I'm bringing this up. And boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. We do have and new. Warlow is and new. But boy, oh boy, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? After the match, Luchasaurus and Christian came out. Looks like Luchasaurus is going to be his first opponent. Big fucking deal. MJF and Sammy Guevara have another segment. He's trying to pay Sammy Guevara off. Um, Commandor or Justin, how do you say his name? You say his name. You say it so well. Commander, there you go. Commander and Jay White, they had a nice match. There, Commander takes too long for his spots, though, man. There was one yeah. point where he was just fucking around on the ropes, and I'm like, I swear to God, if he hits the spot, I'm gonna be so pissed. He did a beautiful moonsault to the outside, which Jay White just stepped away from, and then hit him with a front face suplex on the apron. And I was like, thank Probably. God, because it took too long. But the end of the match was nasty. Coleman there hit three six spots, including the, the running springboard moonsault he does and the inverted Phoenix splash that he does. And I'm just, like, mind blown. And then Jay White fucking out of nowhere with that snap cutthroat suplex. Oh, disgusting, dude. Snapped him in half, and then he hit the blade runner on him for the one, two, three. Sean Spears was in the crowd for whatever reason, holding up sixes during the match. I don't know. It's going to probably lead to a tag team match with Ricky Stocks. Ricky made the save after the match, after they took Juice Robinson. Great character. Oh, my God. All match just fucking screaming. Fucking crazy. Um, It's fucking nuts, man. Um, Great character. It'll probably be Jay White and Juice against Ricky and... And Sean Spears on a rampage down the road, I'd imagine, because it probably won't make dynamite because Ricky could really, really never make dynamite. I digress. Topic for another day. Keep the conversation in the show rolling. So we move on. Backstage segment where Mark Briscoe was beat down by the varsity athletes and then doctor's office, FTR, Lethal, and G- Double J, Sanjay, and all that bullshit crew were in the back fighting over who's going to fight for Mark Briscoe. They decided it's going to be an eight-man tag where FTR teams with Double J and Jay Lethal against the varsity athletes on Rampage. Nobody, and I mean nobody, gives a flying fuck about this. What we do care about this segment, I think, was really cool. I can't wait to get Justin's perspective. Chris Jericho and Adam Cole, they finally had their face-to-face. Adam Cole said he respected Jericho. Jericho said he had absolutely no respect for Cole. Cole says Jericho is lost. He doesn't know who the fuck he is. He called him a stupid idiot, which I loved. He also called him a jagoff, which Jericho took offense to. Jericho then and Cole started throwing blows. Danny came out and saved Jericho, which made DMD come out. Right when DMD came out, the outcast came up out of nowhere like fucking hyenas, dude. Surrounded her like fucking wolves, dude, and beat her down. They tied Adam Cole to the ropes, handcuffed him, and beat Britt down with the kendo stick. Very, very awesome segment while Adam Cole was crying for his woman. Britt got beat down. It was a great segment in front of their home crowd in Pittsburgh. The end of the segment, Jericho and Soraya had a hug. It's very, very cool the way Jericho outsmarted the Adam Cole conglomerate. The acclaimed defeat of the Jericho Appreciation Society in a filler, whatever comedy stuff match is what I called it. The acclaimed one, we'll see where they go from here. I'd really like to see them get in a program with FTR with those tag team belts. Um, that's about it for the show. We got one more match left, but before we had the rundown, 
On Rampage this week, we're going to see John Moxley versus Christopher Daniels, Vikingo against Release Co., FTR and Jay Lethal, and Double J against the Varsity Athletes. The Hardys talk, Julia Hart against Kira Hogan, and we'll hear from Jade Cargill. Wow, what an awful show. Dynamite next week, all they announced so far is Jade versus Taya for the TBS title. Finally, let's go. I thought they maybe would save it at this point for double or nothing, but it's on Dynamite now, Jade versus Taya, and we're going to have Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara for the number one contender for the title at double or nothing. Main event, Sammy Guevara against Jack. I think you got the idea pretty much from what we were talking about. Sammy got the win. He got the win, though. It was a very fun back-and-forth match. It was a real a lot of fun. Um, they both had back, back-to-back poison rhinos on each other, which I'm like, these kids are going to break their fucking necks, dude. I'm like, my God, be careful. But fun match ultimately ended with NJF coming out from the crowd, hitting Jack in the face with a diamond, dynamite diamond ring, cracked him, count out. Sammy gets to win with the count out. I don't know that that's you know, where we're going to go um with it and fuck it i'm gonna let you pick the first topic because i think you want to talk about this and since we're ending here let's talk about this first then we'll talk about the tnt championship so just go ahead and rip baby see here's my thing if if i'm gonna start off with this i'm gonna say here's the thing i thought opening promos i enjoyed the shit out of like they were they were like kind of they were hitting then they weren't hitting they were hitting, they weren't hitting, and in the end, I was just like, okay, I didn't expect, like, God-tier promos from these three, but they're gonna work, it's enough to get through to build, like, how we were thinking Fatal 4-Way the entire time, like, it's it's gonna be enough, and again, MJF came out and just literally put them all in his place, in their place, and then just announces the tournament, and I'm like, son of a bitch, mm-hmm. like, Fatal 4-Way would have been so much more interesting than doing this one-on-one nonsense. So I'm going into this, just the main event, incredibly disappointed because how much, you can't tell me a fatal four-way between those four wouldn't be a, a fantastic main event. And it makes banger a lot of sense. Banger yes. and slapper, baby. Banger and slapper, come on. Like, Big time. It's right here. You've been telling the story with all three of them involved anyway. So why are we not doing this? That's what I was thinking the whole time. But now I think we are after what we got in the main event. Because, again, the main event match was really good. I enjoyed it. But when, when, you, when again, Jungle Boy losing via MJF helping is giving me that vibe that somebody's going to overturn all this whole thing and we're going to get the Fatal 4-Way. And I hope to God we do. The yeah, whole bro. segment backstage was just like, with Sammy, I was like, all right, fine. They had their whole history with the Jericho Appreciation Society and the inner circle and all that stuff. Like, fine. Okay. I understand where we're going with that. Even the way that Sammy held him on his shoulder, the way that Max held Sammy, he hoisted him on his shoulder like he was a champion after the match. You know that some debauchery is coming for sure. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens next week either with Darby. Like, they're going to have something where Jungle Boy clearly realizes he got screwed Darby's going to realize he got screwed. Here we go. Let's get the fatal four way. Cause that's what makes the most sense at this point. Right. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. Uh, quick shout out to the chat. Bakley. What's up? Howdy. ho, what's good, dude. Cage. My IQ has dropped there. He just dropped his first official episode on bloodline entertainment network. It's in the video section. Go back and check that out. Dylan was Good, baby. What's good? Go and check them out Thursday night over on tomorrow night over on World Elite. They have big live streams coming. 
Nick, we're going to be live right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network tomorrow. Can't wait. Let's go. UW Pod coming back. She bangs, she bangs. What's good, Nick? What's good, man? Thanks for tuning in, brother. Yeah, man. Um, As far as the story goes, I'm right there with you. I was sitting there like, right when they announced the tournament, I said, okay, it's just more th- more time to fill until Double or Nothing where we actually get the Fatal 4-Way. Mm-hmm. You can't go. There is no way possible that you can take these the story, the four pillars, cut the first promo that first night where they were in the ring together, continue to tell the story where Max has one-on-one confrontations with, with each one of them in the ring to it just being a one-on-one match at Double or Nothing. That makes no sense to the story. The story is for it to be a fatal four-way. The story is for it to be Max, Jack, Sammy, and Darby, who came from the Indies and rose up from the ashes of nothing to be in the main event of the original pay-per-view that AEW held four years later. I mean, what the fuck? That is triumphantly huge for all of them. So that's what it's got to be. It can't be Max versus Darby again. It can't be Max versus Sammy. Max versus Darby and Max versus Sammy doesn't even make sense. If you would have told me it would have been Max versus Jack, maybe I would have accepted the one-on-one solely because of how they've been building Jack over the past year when he's had all these single pay-per-view matches. But no, dude, no, 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 no. It's got to be 110% the fatal four-way. And I still, if I had to put my chips in the middle of the pot, I got my money on it being a fatal four-way. MJF and Darby in the main event of Double or Nothing doesn't sell. MJF and Sammy sure shit doesn't sell. MJF and Jack doesn't sell. But the four of them together, after the story they've been telling the last two months, that fucking sells. It's going to happen. I still think we just need to... What do we ask for with AEW? Let them tell a story. Let them tell weekly stories. They've been doing it. They did it with the women. They've been doing it with the BCC and the elite. They've been doing it with Jade and Taya. And now, you know, they've, they've fucking been doing this. They've been doing it for six weeks. But now specifically, they're going to do it inside of the tournament. And I dig that. So that's cool. I agree. Like, there's no reason why you tell the story of the three of them and then just take two of them out. That would just uh, that would just be the most nonsensical thing ever, because I'm just like, what would be the point? Of the sto- what was the point of the story then? If your story was to basically bring them all together and then just go, it's only going to be one of you. So why did you involve the other two this far in if they weren't even going to be involved in it? Like that would make right, sense right. to me. Yeah, man. No sense. And you can't even go and have like a one-on-one match with the other two either because like you're doing that to get here. So like that takes that whole thing away, which takes them away from the pay-per-view. So no, 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 no. And wildest, and like we're not we're not complaining about the story because we just think that they're they're progressing the story. But I am gonna complain right now, okay? I'm gonna complain about this. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Wardlow for the TNT championship. First and foremost, I'm going to go ahead and complain that it was on around 7.45 Central Standard Time. Why isn't this match your main event? Again, I understand that you are building a world story, a world championship story in your main event. I get that. I do get that. Your championship, though, like if this was, I was looking at it like it was Drew versus Big E or something along those lines, okay? Like if Drew versus Big E was for the Intercontinental title on SmackDown, 
You don't think that that match would be the main event? I do. I don't know. And I hate to compare the two companies. It might not be. I might be wrong. But I've seen Gunther main events in fucking matches left and right with the Intercontinental Championship. And this belt, and you can even say it was in Wardlow's hometown, which is why they made the switch back. So why wouldn't you do this in the main event? Why couldn't you? You could have just easily transitioned the opening segment to from the promo into, fuck it, we're having a match right here, right now. Now, that might seem WWE cliche, but why not? Go ahead and just do it right here, right now. Now, maybe you want to tell the story from the start of the show to the finish of the show. You had the MJF and Sammy thing in the middle. I get it. But, man, I just feel like I'm so defeated with this championship. I thought that Hobbs was going to have a nice sustained run with it. I thought he would actually beat Wardlow at double or nothing, continue to hold that belt into, like, all out, where he'd lose it to Ricky Starks or something. Fucking Hobbs holds the belt for a month, has meaning, meaningful, meaningless title defenses against the Lucha Brothers, and and he loses the Wardlow like that because Double A pulls out his fucking Glock and pops QT in his head. Now, I love Double A, and I thought that was cool as fucking. I love Wardlow. Go watch the fucking entrance video. Who's in it? Oh, my big beefy boy Wardaddy, okay? <laughs> but what they did to Hobbs was whack, bro. And then what? You're going to go back to the pay-per-view, have another one-on-one match, and God we're gonna go back to Hobbs? Or you're going to have a triple threat with Luchasaurus and Wardlow and Hobbs? Fuck, dude. It's just – it's it's dis- this is this story is, is discouraging. This, this win discouraged me. They had it right in front of them. I, I said it in one of the, the group chats. I go, this sets up perfectly for Double A to turn on Wardlow and for them to continue this story to double or nothing. Double A had – sure – he got punched in the face by QT, but double A has been a heel for his whole life. So he does, he flips back. He goes with the nightmare factory where he's been forever. Baffles me, bro. Absolutely baffles me that this was our fucking result. Talk to me, baby. Dude, I, this, this title's become a joke. I'm serious. Like I, I can't believe how much they have bounced this title back and forth. Like nobody as of late, has had a meaningful run with this thing. Every time somebody picks it up, it's like a month, if not less, and then they're losing the title. Like, what is going on here? Why is this title being treated like a prop? It's basically like a prop right now. It's insane. Like, they have bounced this title back and forth so much, and and Wardlow has been one of those primary people that they bounced this title back and forth to. Three times now. This is fucking third championship run with it. Crazy. They literally took it off of him to put it on Joe, to put it back on Wardlow, to put it back on, to take it off him, to put it back on Wardlow. Like, I, I don't get what we're doing with this title anymore. I don't get it. This title used to mean something, and now it's just like, oh, hey, how about a moment where we're just going to bounce this title all over? Like, I don't want to see a rematch. What's the point of a fucking rematch at this point? Hobbs is basically going to get the Ricky Starks treatment. He's just going to get – he's going to be on TV with the title when he had it, lose it, and then he's going to disappear again. We're going to see him on Dark, wrestling on Dark all the time. Like, it's just insane. This title – means nothing anymore it used to mean something and now it means nothing it's just bounced back and forth and it's it's insane it's nuts how this title is treated i don't understand what we're doing here like 
I like I like Wardlow and I liked Hobbs and I like Hobbs and I like I liked this match at first because it was again two big meaty men slapping meat and it was fucking cool to watch. And then it's just like, hey, we're just gonna bounce this again because seems like all we know how to do is just pass this title around like a two dollar whore at this point. Like it don't make no sense anymore. Like, you might as well just start assuming every time we see a TNT title match, it's just going to change hands at this point. Which is why I thought for sure there had to be something that happened in the... Like, Arn turning would have been perfect, dude. If Arn turned... You introduce Arn just to turn on Wardlow, just to continue the story to double or nothing. You know, Tom says a new TNT champion every month of this year so far. Dude. That's insane. That's a... If that's the statistic, that's awful. Dude, that is awful. Absolutely insane. Like, I, I, I wish I could understand what, what's going through Tony Khan's head that says this title needs to be switched around so much. I, I just Wardlow doesn't that. need the belt. Hobbs no, does. Like, I don't, Wardlow could have Wardlow could have just got the belt of Chris Jericho and been fine. Like, or feuded with a guy in the BCC or feuded with a guy in the Elite. Or, I don't know, man. Just, I don't you know what Wardlow does need to do? Wardlow needs to turn heel. That's what I think Wardlow needs to do. He needs to I freshen agree. his character back up. He is. It's very it's very stale, as is right now. Um, it's very stagnant. Maybe the TNT Championship will add to it. But who's he going to fight? Okay, Luchasaurus. I'm down. I like Luchasaurus. And I like what he's got going on with Christian right now. He looks really cool. I like the new entrance. I see you shaking your head. Go ahead. I don't even see an interest in that, though. Like, Luchasaurus is going to be his next challenger. Didn't Luchasaurus just lose a cage match and to Jungle Boy and then disappear off the fucking face of the earth for a little bit? And now, all of a sudden, he's back? Like, what the hell did he do to deserve a TNT title match? I get this title's been freaking treated like shit the entire time. But that don't mean that you just got to be like, okay, this doesn't make a single ounce of sense, but give Luchasaurus a title match because two big guys got it. Like, no, come on. What about, and this is something we've wanted, what if we get Miro in Wardlow? But, like, how do you even like, how do you build that? You know? How do you do that? That is a good question because I don't think you can physically do that. Miro would have to be on TV for at least a couple months first to get something under his belt going because he can't just come back after not being on TV for who the hell knows how long he's been off television, come back, beat Wardlow for the TNT title because everyone's just going to sit there and go, look, more hot potato. Right. Like, and he can't lose because if he loses, what's the point of him coming back? Exactly. So. Yeah, this title's yeah. in a really shitty situation, and I don't, and I don't like it anymore. It's, and it got in a, it, it was in a shitty situation with the Sammy and Cody, the back and forth. But it got in a shittier situation when Wardlow got it because Wardlow did not need to beat Scorpio Sky. Keith Lee should have won that ladder match. All right, the level Revolution ladder match. Keith Lee, if anybody was going to beat Scorpio Sky for that belt. Because I thought Scorpio Sky was a good champion and should have probably continued his reign for a little bit. But if anyone was going to beat Scorpio Sky for that belt, you know who it should have been? Keith Lee! Because then yes. I about Keith Lee as a new incoming superstar, as a singles champion, and Wardlow mm-hmm. never needed 
that belt. It, 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 I digress, dude. I could talk about this all fucking day. And then he nice first won that title. It was a nice touch to see him hold a title at least because we've been all wanting Wardlow to hold a title. And he finally got one. And it's just like now every reign he's had means nothing because this title's treatment literally means nothing. Like at this point, it's like I said, it's become hot potato. They literally just put it in the oven, take it out, and go, all right, who's next? Who wants one? You take it. Now you and take I, it. I can't think of anyone on the roster other than Luchasaurus and Miro who could legitimately compete with this guy. Maybe Swerve. You know, maybe they maybe Swerve goes after him or something. I, but I don't know. I don't know who else like an a good few who could the elevate Warlow. The TNT title scene sucks right now because basically Everybody that's ever get that ever gets thrown in that freaking title scene is throw is basically jobbers at this point. Like Ethan Page gets treated like a jobber, and then he'll probably get a TNT title match, and he'll fucking yeah. lose as usual because apparently Ethan Page can just go fuck himself at this point. Like it's ridiculous. Nobody is built to sit in that title scene, and it's just like. Every time somebody p- gets the title again, and not only is it just hot potato, you're giving it to somebody who hasn't done jack shit. Right. And that's the thing that just makes it feel so awkward. So that when somebody actually wins it, it's like, okay, now we can expect maybe a cool title run, like a nice solid, like maybe a couple months of title run or something like that. But it's like, they'll cut it off at like halfway through that and then bounce it to somebody else. And it's like, what are we doing here? Right. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that these guys are jobbers. I'd say the guys holding the belts are, are legit stars. And the guys challenging them just could be better. Like the TNT division, you got Wardlow and you got Hobbs. And you should have Ricky and Jungle Boy. I get Jungle Boy's feuding for the world title right now. But you got all sorts of guys sitting in that mid-card. The mid-card, that fucking roster is six-stacked. We got Roosh and Keith Lee and Swerve. You got all sorts of guys. They just need to fucking... Figure like, it out, dude. Why is Hook not in this fucking title scene? Get him, get that fucking FTW title off of him. True. Tell his dad to take it, put it back in the fucking safe where it was sitting, and get Hook in the damn TNT title scene already. What's going on, Blake from Roto Slappers, the Texas Ranger, Big Texas? Blake, what's going on, my brother? What's going on? Hope you're having a good night, dude. Yeah, man, Hook, Hook Hook's great. You know, I love what Orange Cassidy's doing with the inter- international championship. So he's he's slaying it there. You got Roosh, who's just kind of floating around both brands, not sure where he's going, what to do. So, but all right, dude, I think we've griped enough about this. I think we should go to the Chris Jericho and Adam Cole segments, and we can lump in obviously what happened with DMD, but we can also lump in the tag team match with the women earlier in the night. So, what was your take on this whole segment? Let's see. I'm going to kick it off with the tag title, with the tag match. Like, it was fine. The way it ended, though, was fucking insane. And not in the good way insane. Like, what the fuck? Britt basically went Mm two-on-one and won because of the power of Pittsburgh. After she just got beat down. After she just got beat. I mean, that's how the she hulked up. Brett hulked up in Pittsburgh. Basically, yes. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear right there. Yeah. Like, 
they took Jamie out, and I go, let me guess, Britt's gonna fucking overcome all the odds because the power of Pittsburgh, and I'm like, and that's literally what happened. I was like, I fucking laughed. I, I was like, that's fucking laughable. That story as a whole is is losing so much credibility here. It is literally just spinning its wheels. It is spinning its wheels and going nowhere. And it is disappointing me. Because again, what is the fucking point of the story? What are we trying to tell here? What is the direction? Is it actually homegrown talent versus outcasts? Is it OGs versus newbies? What the hell is the story? It makes no sense anymore. It's just throw it if it because right now it doesn't even feel like that anymore. It just feels like we needed Brit to have a big story. So here's a way to give Brit a story. Like I I don't get it anymore. I don't know what this story is anymore. It's just there anymore. It, and it sucks because we all seen bigger things coming out of this. And nothing even remotely close to that has come out of this. Nothing. It's just Britt and Jamie come out. They get beat up. Here comes help for them. And then that help gets beat up the next week. And then they come out to help them. And then the it just it doesn't make any sense anymore. And now it's interjected with a fucking Chris Jericho feud. I just thought about this. I just thought about this. All right. Oh, it doesn't it doesn't work though. Oh, never mind. I was gonna say with the JAS, you have two women though. So you could interject Ty and Anna with the outcasts, and then you have your Brit and your Jamie and whoever else is gonna be on that team. But my bad. But I forgot yeah. that Anna is the most homegrown of homegrown, so that doesn't work. Yeah, that whole situation again, again that whole thing. With this whole feud here, again, another issue right there is who is what here. They don't know how to distinguish who's who. Who's a homegrown talent? Who's a newbie? Who's this? Who's an OG? Who's new? Like it, they just they don't know what they're doing with this anymore. And now it's interjected, like I said, with a Jericho feud. Jericho and Adam Cole. Again, I could care less about Chris Jericho. I don't get why Adam Cole's first feud has to be Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, to me, again, is going to try to make this some fucking over-the-top, ridiculous circus of a feud. And I don't care to see it at all. I would rather Adam Cole be doing something else. Jericho, I don't need Jericho on my television anymore. I'm tired of Jericho. (laughs) I'm tired of these freaking over dramatic stories of Chris Jericho all the time. Like it just the the whole angle. Like when Jericho and Cole start fighting and Daniel Garcia comes out I go, "Well, that's to be expected." When Brick came out, I went, "Okay, that's not who I expected." Mm-hmm. But then she comes out and I'm like, "Okay, fine. I get it. Pittsburgh, the power of Pittsburgh again. She's going to come out and save her boyfriend. Cool." Out came the outcasts. I'm like, where the fuck did they come from? They just came out <laughs> under the ring. I swear. They did. They did. They like, fucking hyenas. 
I was like, where the hell did they come? Are they out of, out of fucking nowhere, bro. <laughs> and then they handcuffed Cole to the rope. And I'm like, okay. So now what? We're going to get kind of like a Edge and Beth and Judgment Day kind of thing where they're going to beat the shit out of freaking Brit and make Adam Cole watch. Okay, fine. But then they beat her up with a kendo stick. Which we've seen multiple people get beat up with a kendo stick. And they made it seem like some really massive beatdown. And no, I went, oh. no, no, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that was the most ridiculous thing there. The way Adam Cole was reacting to that awful, whole thing. Awful acting. Awful acting, dude. So I, he, he will not be getting a part in anything outside of like one life to live or something is like an extra. Like, wow. Him and Brick can freaking sign up for freaking days of our lives and that would be better because they have some terrible acting there probably. They fit there. They'd fit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not into this. Like, yeah, the, you have a feud you have this women's feud that's just kind of lacking and it's really kind of pulling me away from it. And now a Jericho feud and a feud involving Chris Jericho, which I don't care. So you basically just jumbled two feuds together and said, Hey, do you give a shit? And I to respond to that with a big solid, absolutely not. That's, that's fair. That's more than fair. Again, when I was watching the show, putting my show notes in, I said when she fucking put in the lockjaw, I was like, Justin is fucking furious because Brit just got beat down, kicked out of two after getting cracked with the title, and then went all sorts of yeah. She hulked up. She went super Brit, took out both of them, and got the fucking tap out. Man, got the pin, the tap out. I was like, Justin is freaking fucking out right now, dude. Um, I did. I did. I wish you could have seen it. It would have freaking. I like. I could have seen it in my head. I believed it. Um, as far as the match itself goes, very good match. I, I I did enjoy it. Um, all four women tore it up as as they do. The feud itself is killing me, bro. Everything you said, spot on. I don't really need to deep dive too much farther into it. I think I hit a little. I think I did deep dive into it on the show this past Saturday. Tim King show. Go back and check it out right here on the network. We had a great show. Justin, myself, Nick. Um, very 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 fun night for sure. So go back and check out the podcast. Um, more, fuck. I've been defending and defending and defending, but fucking I'm over it, dude. It's just, it, it's so dead. It just stalled. It hasn't progressed. I need progression in my stories. It was progressing and it was progressing and I was interested, but they are waiting too long. What are you waiting for? If you're waiting for double or nothing, cool. Progress the story. What they're doing isn't progression. It's the same shit week after week after week after week. Fuck. The match itself was a banger. Really enjoyed it. As far as going to the Chris Jericho, Adam Cole part of it, I don't mind it. I don't mind the feud. I wasn't sure who you were going to mix Adam Cole up with. You need to have the title of Jericho defended against somebody at the pay-per-views. I know, Justin, you hate it. I get why he's there. You need to bring in ratings. He still brings casuals in, in retrospect in some part. So having the first time ever, which I had no idea, in face in ring meeting between Chris Jericho and Adam Cole at the end of the day is pretty fucking cool. So I was down with that. I dug it. I dug the verbal um, sparring. Once it got physical, I expected Danny to come out. Didn't expect Brett. I come on. I marked out. And then, like you said, they were like wolves, like hyenas. They came from under the ring. Where did they come from? 
but the fucking beatdown was so weak. Like the concerto to Beth. Okay, that's that's scary. My wife's about to get her head fucking broken. You're about to hit my wife with a kendo stick that she's been hit, weekly hit her with the kendo stick that she's been hit with a hundred times. Like, come my on, man. My comparison was this. They walk. I watched her get beat up with the kendo stick, and my brother goes, and me and him just look at each other and go, "Wow, they're beating her up with a kendo stick." And I go, "Yeah, you know, they're beating up Britt Baker with a kendo stick, where she was in a fucking lights out match with Thunder Rosa that involved thumbtacks and all this other shit, dude." And then, like you said, Justin, I was sitting there laughing my ass off, and I was watching right here, and I was watching, and I'm like. He's in there in the corner. No, no, don't do it. No. And I'm like, bro, go to acting school. Real name too. When she was getting beat up and I'm like, oh my God, they are stretching for this. They are. It was just not, they needed to fuck her up more. And, and, and I'm sure you were asking Jeremy the same question I was asking myself. What was the question? Where the fuck was jamie hater exactly when they, like was she locked in a locker room like if they would have showed that or something it would have been cool but you you expect me to believe that jamie is just not next to brit because i don't believe it i i did unless they literally unless she's selling the freaking thing of her getting her arm uh, trapped um, that's what that's what i thought at first yeah yeah you're oh, right you're right can't tell me she would hobble out there with one arm and go out to try to fight. Come on. Right. Yeah, the champion for sure. Man, yeah. Uh, okay, that's fair. That's it. I'm down with it. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm cool with Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole for sure. I, I'm looking forward to that match at Double or Nothing. I'm, I'm cool with it. I think it'll be an uh, intriguing feud leading up to it. Just the And I was down with the Brit thing. Just the beatdown was so fucking bad. They, they needed to fuck her up. They, they should have fucked her up. Like, they, they should have made her. John Moxley would have been bleeding. All right. They should have made Britt bleed in front of her home crowd, her family. Brian Cook, my dude. What's up, brother? Says, I love Adam Cole, but that was the worst acting I've seen since the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> next generation. <laughs> Not wrong, dude. That's what I'm saying, man. It was bad, bad. Adam Cole's mother was there too. So why is like having the two of them actually get beaten up and bloodied in front of their parents would have actually been a better fucking segment than just watching him get handcuffed and just pull off the worst fucking acting ever. Like it was like, again, the only good thing that's coming out of this entire thing is Adam Cole's on my television, and that's all I give a shit about at this point. Yeah, absolutely, because you got to think that they're going to do something with the women at double or nothing, but are they going to go three on three or five on five? You got to think that they're going to go bigger than three on three, or are they just going to say, hey, and, and, and they introduce someone that way. They go, you got your three, obviously. We have our two. You've been getting the, the better of us. We're going to bring someone in, and then maybe they bring someone in. Who? I don't fucking know, but maybe sheet up, but that just takes you back to fucking the original when it was all supposed to start. I don't know, man. It's yeah. it's gone for too long. And where is Sheeta? Where the fuck is Sheeta? That's the whole thing. This all started with Ruby and Sheeta. And there's no Sheeta now. And I just went to Ruby and Willow and 
or no, no, no. It's was who was it? Sheeta and Tony. It started with Sheeta and Tony, and there was Ruby and Willow had feuds. So like, you got Ruby, you got Willow, you got DMD, you got Hater. All right, you got the four of them, but you still only had the three on the other side. You need to add another one here. Maybe that's Ty. Maybe that's Ty. And they I don't know. Your Riho in there, so it's just like you got Riho. They're just throwing bits and pieces in there, and nothing's really connecting here. It's just there's throwing shit at the ball and seeing what's sticking, and nothing's sticking, dude. But yeah. I don't. Again, I don't hate it because they're getting women on TV and they're getting significant in ring time. Um, so I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm happy with they're getting the women on television, but I just wish this story was told better. Because again. What's the point of this story? What are we doing here? What is the actual direction of this story? Intergender blood and guts. Oh, now that's intriguing. Hmm. The only problem is Adam Cole doesn't have a, again, a shortage on the, well, this time it, well, no, because the the originals usually have too many against the outcasts who have too little. But I was thinking it would be Jericho and Danny, but Adam Cole would need a friend. Oh, if only Kyle O'Reilly could come back and be that friend, how cool would that be? But uh, that's what I thought it was going to come out when Daniel Garcia came out. That's who I thought was going to come out. Oh, Kyle O'Reilly. now that would have been break. something. I was like, okay, fine. Hometown. Got it. She's going to try the power of Pittsburgh again. Right. And then all switch shit. Let's see. Brian says they should have went EC dub. Sabu sliced open by Barboyer and Britt. Maybe not that far, but if Beulah and Tommy Dreamer were in the ring with Raven, that that ring would have been a chalk outline. Yeah, yo, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. They should have EC dub. <clears throat> so I'm saying Britt should have been sliced in fucking dice like she was in a scream movie, dude. They beat the shit out of Britt and took that spray paint after that, like left her a bloody mess laying there and just traced her oh. with the spray paint. That would have been fucking nuts. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Let's move on. We got... I mean, it's this one we've been talking about week after week after week. But this one, unlike the women's, do you think that the women's side of things is dying down because we got the same story going on on the men's at the same time? We got the BCC and the elite. We got them brawling again. So while the women's, the women's was hot and heavy, we were thinking the women's were going to be stadium stampede or blood and guts at double or nothing. But now we're thinking, hey, the BCC and the elite, we had the four on four. What's going on with Hangman? Hangman's gone. Tonight, like I said earlier on the rundown, Takeshka came out with Don Callis to save the elite. The Young Bucks are a little skeptical because maybe they think Hangman should be their fourth guy, and maybe that's a game that Don Callis is going to play. Who should be the fourth guy? Should it be Hangman? Should it be Takeshka? Justin, your thoughts on the whole angle? So, first off, I am still loving this. This was fucking epic. Like, I love this whole when Kenny Omega came out and, and when he took that microphone and talked about the screwdriver, where he had the screwdriver in the top turnbuckle. He's like, if I could just go back and take that turn that that screwdriver out of the turnbuckle and jam it into John Moxley's head, I was like, damn, that got dark quick. Holy shit. Like, I can't wait to see what the hell's gonna come out of this. I almost have a feeling. And this is just going to be a shot in the dark here, and it's going to sound like fantasy booking a little bit. But I have a 
weird suspicion here that Takeshita's gonna turn. I think Takeshita will align himself with BCC. Hangman's gonna come back. And maybe, and I'm just saying this as a maybe, Kota Ibushi shows up. Oh, I wish Ivan was watching right now because you just got me to go Ned Flanders, dude. Bro, if you get Kota Ibushi to show up and align himself with the elite, with Hangman aligning himself with the elite, and you go five on five, there's your blood and guts match. There's your fucking chaos. There's your freaking insane story right there. Oh my gosh, bro. Damn. So then you got Kenny, you got the Bucks, you got Hangman, and you got Kota Ibushi representing the Elite against Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, and Kanosuke Takeshka representing the BCC. Justin. Which side is Don Callis on, though? Is he taking Takesta to the BCC, or is Don Callis staying in the Elite? I think he stays with the Elite. I just, again, I cannot see John Moxley, of all people, willing to let Don Callis be around him. I cannot see that man yeah, right. welcoming Don Callis in there. Like, I see him sticking with Kenny, but again, this is your time. If you have this week up coming up where you, again, they they come out to jump them again and then Takeshita comes out to try to make the save, but Brian kind of does some swaying before the whole entire beatdown and just as it's about to turn into this freaking brawl where they're about to go after Takeshita, just Takeshita turns around and just hits Kenny with a knee. Then we just do the slow build to get Kota Ibushi in here and the return of Hangman. Crowd's going to go nuts when Hangman shows up. Crowd goes nuts when Kota Ibushi shows up. I'm telling you, that five-on-five as a fucking blood and guts match right there is going to be pure carnage at its best. And I cannot wait to see that shit, especially when I've seen clips of Kota Ibushi being a fucking psychopath. He would fit so well in blood and guts with these guys, I, it, it's got to happen. Like I can't see any other way at this point. Like, first off, Ibushi and Takeshita mixing it up is something that I would love to see at that point. Like, good lord, I want it. Give it to me, AEW. Give us what we want, damn it. Give what we want, damn it. Give me what we want. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got in the chat. Let's go. Motor Torque Wrestling. What's up? Thanks for tuning in. Not an AEW fan. I'm taking it down there. He says, fuck Tony Khan. This is why buddy Matthews, Miro, Bandito, Andrade went out of AEW. Yeah, for sure. But they oversaturated the roster. They definitely oversaturated the roster. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Yes. He wants to know how AEW Collision is going to be built. I've been wondering the where the where they call I thought it was where that. Yeah, I've been wondering the exact same thing. So AW collision coming soon. Sky blue and action and dreading top flight going all over the place from dark and dynamite. Now ring of honor. Yeah, oversaturation of the roster, oversaturation of the shows. I feel you, dude. I uh and I said something that I was I was wondering myself. I'm in Chicago, so I'm trying to figure out um if I'm trying to get tickets for the dynamite, if they're gonna have this collision show that's gonna be here on June 17th. 
So, like, I'm not exactly sure what, what to do right now. And yeah. let's see. Brian goes, Kota Bushi versus Jay Wood at Wembley, please. Throwback that new Japan. Mention nipple mania, for God's sake. <laughs> Holy shit. Throw that, throw that new Japan back. And let's see. We got or Takeshka against Omega, he says, makes more sense oh, than the Ibushi for Shay. Oh, I don't care. We're going to get that it's at some point for me. sure. Give me either. Didn't we get that already, like on Dynamite or, or fucking something like that back in the day? I could be wrong. Takeshi. I might be wrong. Takeshka and Omega? I don't think we did. No. I mean, I, no, Takeshka's not yeah. like every big name that company has to offer, but I'm probably wrong there because Omega might have been injured at the time. But yeah, I'm super fucking pumped about this feud. I like when Kenny said that he wished that he stuck that screwdriver in his fucking head. That's why he couldn't sleep. Brian, bringing back the fucking fickle with amateur. I absolutely love that. I I, I love the Tkeshka thing. I, I thought that it was it was different. Callus has been recruiting him for months, so him bringing him out there. And Takeshka has, like I just said, Takeshka has fought every single member in the BCC. He fought Brian. He's fought Claudio. He's fought Mox. It makes sense for him to, for Kalos to bring him out and to clear him out. Now, you do have to remember, like you said, Justin, what is the BCC all about? Fighting each other. So, Takeshka has fought these guys, which would make sense, your point, which would make your point make a lot of sense. Takeshka to turn on the elite, he's not, he's not with them, but for him to turn on them at some point, and actually be riding with the BCC. That would be dope, my friend. That would be super dope. And I think those are all the major hot topics on the show. Did you have anything else that stood out? Oh, Jay White and your boy Commander. The match was good. Ricky Starks came back after, like we talked about earlier. I'd imagine we're going to get that tag team match that I, that I said. We're going to get probably Juice Robinson and uh, Jay White taking on... Ricky Stocks and Sean Spears. I don't know who cares about that. But. Yeah, my only little gripe with it is the whole Bullet Club Gold thing. Like Bullet Club basically doing the NWO thing with all the different branches here is just, I, I don't know. I'm a little iffy on that whole subject there with you breaking it off and going, we have. Bullet Club Gold. We have regular Bullet Club in Japan. Like, are you going to have to freaking label the any kind of if Bullet Club got back together in WWE, going to have to label them too? Like, yeah. If this comes into one giant thing, like clearly we're going to get Bullet Club Civil War at at Forbidden Door. It's kind of obvious at this point. This whole thing just comes out to be a whole thing where it's literally the NWO all over again where they break apart into separate factions and then come back together as one, we're going to have a little bit of a problem here because that's a little yeah. if. That was I, just, I don't think they're going to come back as one. I think as far as the Bullet Club gold goes, I'm all in on it because the Bullet Club itself is done. They suck. The Bullet Club in Japan is fucking awful, dude. And dude. when Jay White was running it, when it was Jay White, and Rock Hard joined it with ELP and Chase Owens. And you had these fucking, and Kenta even fit the dirty groove. And Taji Shimori fits that fucking grungy fucking BCC or BCC Bullet Club <laughs> fucking um, look, dude. These guys all looked like they fit together, dude. And then 
you fucking get all the way to the point. And I love David Finley. And if you go back and watch the New Japan show right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, we predicted David Finley to do what Sonata did to win the fucking New Japan Cup and then to go and beat Okada. What we thought that Sonata just did, we thought that was going to be David Finley. All three of us. Bakley predicted it, then Ivan and myself followed up. We're like, yeah, that makes sense for sure. We didn't think it was going to be Sonata. We thought it was going to be Finley. Yeah. Oh. I would never thought Sonata would be the one to dethrone Okada at all. People. Right. Right. And it's just going to be quick, just like Evil did a few years back when they elevated Evil to a main eventer for a short, short time. And I'm fine with that. And I thought it would have been cool if it was Finley, but Finley not getting that really hurts him. It hurts the Bullet Club in general. And if Finley is just going after the never open weight championship as being the top guy in the Bullet Club, that's, that's trash. The Bullet Club in general over there now. But just Finley and Kenta and Ishimori, that's like your big guys. They brought in Clark Connors over the weekend. I thought that was cool. But that faction itself, not very good, the regular Bullet Club. Black and gold and AEW. Check ELP out, dude. That pisses me off. Correct. I now, love ELP. Now, Justin, just imagine this, though. Just imagine the third member of Black and Gold is ELP. <laughs> ELP, baby. All right. Ah, So then you have Juice and you have Jay. The people who made the Bullet Club cool are riding black and gold on AEW TV. And then, sure, you get, like, maybe you add a fourth and you get a four-on-four at Forbidden Door or some shit. Whatever. I mean, I don't give a fuck to see the Jay White versus David Finley Bullet Club Civil War. I want to see Jay White do bigger and better things. I digress. But Jay White, Ricky Starks, double or nothing. Jay White has got to win that match, yes? I mean, obviously, and, and it sucks because, again, Ricky's push is basically over at this point. And it sucks because we wanted Ricky on TV for a while, but it sucks that it's going to kind of get cut short here for this. Yeah. Yep. For sure, my dude. And that was AEW Dynamite. It was a really a good show, I thought, from start to finish. They got a lot of people on, on the screen tonight. Dynamite doesn't look – or Rampage doesn't look very exciting at all. Pretty pretty lackluster show. Rampage will be on Saturday for you Rampage folks again. And you got John Moxley versus Christopher Daniels. And you got Vikingo versus Trelistico. FTR, Double J and J Lethal against Varsity Athletes. The Hardys talk. Julia Hart against Kira Hogan. You're going to hear from Jade Cargill ahead of her TBS championship match against Taya Valkyrie on Dynamite. Pretty lackluster rampage. It's going to be on Saturday again. I enjoyed the Dynamite. Justin, do you got anything for the people before we get out of here, my dude? Uh, No, just again, thank you for always having me on when you can. Like, you know, I always love coming on here. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. And uh, as always... Hit that like button if you're watching right now. Go back to the other videos on the network. Hit that like button. And hit Too that sweet. fucking subscribe button on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And go to the website, bloodlinenetwork.com. Your home for sports, wrestling, entertainment, and all of these great podcasts. The audio is on there. Got all of our video podcasts on there. I'm doing power rankings for WWE, NXT, and AEW weekly on there so go and check those out we got some great comparison actor movie entertainment articles on there it's really really great stuff bloodlinenetwork.com please go and check it out again hit that like hit that subscribe justin where can the people find you my man you can find me on twitter at justin time 211 
You can follow my co-host as well, my brother at Jeremy in Time Seven Two One, In Time Wrestling Podcast. Yes, been on a long hiatus. Again, a lot of personal stuff going on here. TK knows what it is. Again, but you know that ain't gonna stop me from being here for my boy and anybody else when you guys want me on. Again, show maybe on a hiatus right now, but I'm telling you every time, it does not mean the show is gone. Go find the show, give it a listen. You'll see what you're going to be in store for when the show does come back. It's a hell of a show, which is why I ask them to come on pretty much every episode I do. Justin and Jeremy are great, and when they go at each other, it is absolutely fantastic. Love listening to it. Go back and check it out on audio for sure. It's still up on Spotify, and you can always find Justin with me. And Jeremy, I miss Jeremy the last couple of shows. He hasn't been here. He'll definitely be back. And we got to go a little bit longer tonight because... There was no MMA show, and there was no debate center. But, but, Friday night, huge night. We got the debut of the the debate center, excuse me. We got the debut of the debate center right here. Ivan is going to be hosting up a couple of the guys. It's going to be fantastic. They're going to be talking about uh, all those, uh, you know, fake, I call them fake fighter things, like Jake Paul's fighting. I forget who he's fighting now. Who's Jake Paul playing? Is it Nate Diaz? I think it's Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. That's yeah. like that's like the big thing. So we're going to be debuting the debates. Keep, keep saying it, Tim. Debuting debate center. Debuting debate center. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> in a row. We are going to be debuting the debate center on Friday night after Top Row Wrestling Talk. So be here on the network. And as always, Thursday nights, the Universal Wrestling Podcast with my boy Nick. Check it out in Russell Brad with JD, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Our show starts tomorrow night with UW Pod, 6.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central Standard Time. And get back over here at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time for Russell Brad. Friday night, we got a little out of here with Nick, talking Phillies baseball, top rope wrestling talk. And then, like I said, the debut episode of the Debate Center. So get out of there. Plus New Japan show this weekend, plus COD this weekend, plus we're doing some Roto Slappers this weekend, plus we're doing some more Tim King show this weekend, which I'm sure you're going to see Justin's pretty face join in me. So for all of you who tuned in, you can find me at the Tim King show and at the Bloodline ENT. Appreciate you so much. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, go to the website, throw your motherfucking ones up. We. Please.